0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: You listen to Green, you might turn red. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. She's stood in the street,
0: smiling for my head to... 263 2428 my number, 800-263-2428. Why don't we listen to a few seconds of what Denny Kader had to say, the mayor of Montreal, after the cancellation of Energy East.
2: It's an enormous victory because uh, you cannot just play in a silos anymore. It's important to send us a message that... Uh, it, you know, we need to make sure that you cover all the angles. From an, an, an Aboriginal point of view, from a municipal point of view, that uh, there is some collateral damage, and uh, the least that we can have is answer when we're asking. So uh, we had an issue of attitude from that company since day one. From the uh, NEB board, we've been uh, very active. We had our own uh, uh, consultation. It was pretty clear uh, that it was a bad, a, a
0: bad, a bad uh, project. So there's the uh, Mayor of Montreal, Monsieur Denis Coderre, on Energy East 800-263-2428. The numbers, let's go to your calls anywhere across Canada on the Coros Radio Network. Have you calmed down since last weekend? And how do you view the future of this country? Do you want to be part of it, or are you inclined to say maybe not so much? Paul's in Calgary. Hi, Paul.
1: Good afternoon, uh, Good afternoon. Roy. I um
0: are, are I'm you Eastern Paul of, are I you raised
1: on in Toronto but I've lived out west for about 37 years
0: are you on speakerphone yes I am take it off speaker please
1: not a problem gotcha and I've lived out west for 37 years and I have never in my entire life seen so much uh, discord between east and west um, I, I firmly believe uh, a lot of it is coming from the politicians I don't really feel that the average person in Quebec really has that bigger problem but certainly the politicians do and i think it's absolutely disgusting that a mayor of a large city such as montreal would come out and laugh and joke about the fact that we're not going to get a pipeline i think that's totally disgusting
0: well particularly when you know that mr gear doesn't have any difficulty at at all with oil tankers coming up the saint lawrence river from the middle east and bringing middle eastern oil into uh, Montreal refineries and then it gets shipped out to the rest of certainly Eastern Canada and into the, the northeastern United States I mean
1: we've got oil in the ground we can't sell I mean we've got well, lots of it we've got lots yeah. of gas uh, Saskatchewan as well uh, why do we have to have tankers coming into Montreal delivering f- fuel from okay uh, so so let me let me ask you
0: this and you're all worked up you' you're energized yep yeah. uh, three weeks from now, are you going to be calmed down? Will it not matter so much? Is this a visceral response to Energy East, and then everybody calms down until the next crisis erupts? I don't believe this is going to calm down. I'm not going to calm down. Certainly, I don't.
1: I don't feel that a lot of Western Canadians are going to calm down at all. I think uh, we see this pipeline not just not just the fact that we get a product to market. It's also a job creator. It's also an investment creator. Mm-hmm. These guys seem to think that if, if, if this country is going to survive, without that, I've got news for Mr. Cudare.
0: All right, appreciate the call, Paul, 800 three twenty four. Twenty eight emails to roy at roygreenshow.com, on Twitter at the Roy Green Show, follow me there, and post your tweets and your views, and I'll read some of them on the air, at the Roy Green Show, and roy at com for email. The question again is, with the disappearance, or at least the cancellation of Energy East, um, have you calmed down, and um, does the West need the rest of Canada to survive? And would Canada be better off today? Heck, Quebecers decided to secede in 1995.
1: 800-263-2428. Roy Green isn't afraid to poke the bear. The bigger the bear, the bigger the poke. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: Definitely a world uh, influx if Catalonia does, does by Thursday say, we're out of Spain. The response is going to be critically important. And I don't think Madrid's going to break uh, back down. It'll be the pilot light that will start a lot of difficulties internationally. Simmering feuds will break out of the open. And I think the Bretons and France are uh, going to be part of that and it'll certainly drive opinion in this country which mr trudeau's been able to do and mr could have been able to do ben is in uh, west vancouver 1-800-263-2428 is my number ben thank you for the call sir please go ahead
3: hello uh thanks for having me on the, the show mr green yes sir i would like to comment that there was a book in 1986 called The Patriot Game by Peter Brimlow. And I think that in that book, it very much explains sort of the divisions that we face uh, as a nation inevitably. Um, I've long been a fan of a united federated dominion, but there is no mistake that our our nation is, in a sense, destined for these sorts of divisions. You take the Quebec and Western Canada division. We have what's called a political elite, called the Laurentian elite, in Ottawa, Toronto, and Montreal. And sort of by definition, our country is hung together by sort of this, this loose system of federation. But really, there are distinctly different interests, both West and East. And um, this book and the fissures that it explains in this book are what inspired sort of the Harperian, the Stephen Harper-style federation, which was you know rather successful in the Quebec question. Um, but uh, I, I think that moving forward, um, there is no doubt that as the pipeline question becomes politicized, not based off real science, uh, you you will have Western Canadians consistently subjected to the political will of these Eastern liberal elites.
0: Can't disagree with you one bit. You just go back to the National Energy Program and the and the anger that created and the indifference that came back from Ottawa. It didn't matter what the West thought, as long as Ottawa was happy, yeah. as long as the Laurentian elites, as you say, were um, satisfied, that, and there was profitability in that reality. didn't matter.
3: What's fascinating is, look at how the debate changes, though. In the 1980s, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, an avowed statist, implemented the National Energy Program. But today, Trudeau II need only divide it into two, the the neb into two separate. Um,
0: That's right. That's right.
3: And in, increase regulatory oversight and increase the politicization of what should be yeah. a government yeah. project. So, so it, you know, the, the debate has become a bit more subtle, but the interest. Still
0: there, and you know there's, we, we we talk about the uh, the energy issue and the getting the oil and getting our natural resources out of the ground and getting them to market. That's what we're debating, or at least that's the that's the um, uh, the the, the, f- the foundation of the uh, the debate these weeks. But there are other issues in, the, in this country that constantly create turmoil. One of them is immigration, and we haven't come to grips with how we all accept or challenge the immigration policies of the country and they change from government to government far too important an issue to be just changing based on the policy whims of of new governments because the people people are not served and people's frustrations are not dealt with well some people's are uh, but and the other people aren't and it's it's just a constant back and forth it's like a tennis game eventually the ball's going to hit the net
3: I would say immigration is possibly the scariest political subject, not just because you're not allowed to talk about it anymore,
0: but because
3: for centuries immigration policy has never been in accordance with public opinion.
0: No, they haven't. No, they 80%
3: haven't. Of, of Canadians believe that immigration should be restricted or limited at, at different points of time. Yet policy has never, ever followed suit. What happened down south of the border is what happens when governments consistently go against the will of their own people.
0: I appreciate your call, Ben. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me on. Right. All the best, uh, Ben, in West Vancouver, 800-263-2428. Here's Premier Brad Wall's letter, and then I'll go right back to your calls. Premier Wall wrote this. After Energy East, Energy East was canceled, today is not a good day for Canada. It's not a good day for the Federation. It is a very bad day for the West. TransCanada made the decision to cancel Energy East, but make no mistake, the reasons for its fall at the feet of uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and the federal government, they have been, at best, ambivalent about the project and then moved the goalposts at the last moment by asking the regulator to consider the impact of upstream greenhouse gas emissions. Imagine if something like this was considered prior to the construction of auto assembly plants in Ontario or the factories that manufacture heavily subsidized jets in Quebec, or the highways and rails that transport those products. Former federal Liberal cabinet minister and now Montreal Mayor Denis Coderre cheers the cancellation of this pipeline. He who leads a city that just two years ago used a pipeline to dump 4.9 billion liters or nearly 2,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools of raw sewage into the St. Lawrence Seaway. It's a good thing that Mr. Kader's hypocrisy needs no pipeline for conveyance, for it would need to be very large and could never get approved for construction. When Kader cheers for the end of the pipeline, he cheers for the imported oil we buy from Saudi Arabia, where women can now drive, but the public beheadings continue. He's cheering against an energy sector in our country that employs thousands, and has paid on average over the last three years 17 billion annually in taxes and royalties to Canadian governments. 17 billion is enough to pay for six hundred and eighty new schools, one point eight million knee replacements, and four point two five million child care spaces. We've lost an opportunity to strengthen quality of life in Canada. Beyond the immediate impact, there are other reasons to be concerned. A new liberal carbon tax, new liberal tax changes for small business. That will hurt many in the energy sector and farmers changes to the NEB applied only to this sector and not to others and methane regulations that will not be mirrored south of the border with whom we must compete for job creating investment dollars we have a company that committed more than a billion dollars to a project and made earnest efforts to address the concerns of the public and regulators a company that made 700 changes in its plans as part of that response make no mistake other companies' decisions to invest in Canada will be informed by this debacle. The expectation, of course, from the federal government and some powerful central Canadian interests is that the West will just grin and bear this latest blow to our economy and our people, that our taxpayers in Saskatchewan and Alberta will continue to send, without question, about $2.5 billion in equalization payments to help support Quebec, that receives $11 billion in equalization per year and $1.4 billion to Ontario. All of this despite the fact that low energy prices have resulted in job losses and lower revenues for the last four years. Something needs to change. For the West to continue on like this, in our federal system, is the equivalent of having Stockholm Syndrome. The decision by TransCanada to cancel the Energy East project was made because of a lack of interest and leadership. Or worse, intentional decisions and policies of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government. He should answer for this. He needs to be held accountable for this. His actions and his government's actions may well have some Westerners wondering if this country really values Western Canada, the resources we have, and the things we do to contribute to the national economy and to the quality of life for all. That is from Brad Wall. Karen in Calgary. Hi, Karen. Thank you for the call. Please go ahead.
2: Hey, Roy. I think you had three questions. You said, have we calmed down? Hell no. Um, Am I going to forget about this? Definitely not. Would Alberta and Western Canada be better off economically? Absolutely, if we're on our own. Um, Emotionally, that's a different discussion. And regarding Quebec and separation, gee, I wish they would have. We would all be so much better off without them. I'm sorry, but I actually do believe that. And, you know, I I just want to say, Roy, I'm a born Calgarian. This city and the majority of this province, I think I can say the same probably for Saskatchewan, hard-working, mainly oil and gas, agriculture, with the exception of uh, Edmonton. And people have been too busy, traditionally, working hard and making a living to sit around and talk about politics. Well, guess what? Thousands of people are unemployed, and suddenly we're paying attention, and all of this is happening at the same time that people are paying attention. And that, I think, combined with the fact that Mainstream media can no longer control messaging. We have social media where people can now speak amongst each other without being controlled. That's that's a recipe for things to change.
0: And all of the factors that you cited before you got to social media, and I agree with you on that, but before you got to that, all of those factors you cited, Justin Trudeau, Danny Coderre, Philip Cuillar, Catherine Wynn, or Kathleen Wynn, They're all fully aware. Oh, yeah. They're all fully aware of what you're saying, and they're all fully aware that it's the truth. They don't care. They don't. They do not care about the West. They don't.
2: And in Alberta, we have an exceptionally weak government in place right now. Yes, you do. We don't have a Peter Lougheed to take on Pierre Elliott Trudeau. We have someone who's bending over backwards and saying, oh, well, let's put in the carbon tax and everybody can live happily ever after.
0: I'm just very sorry that Mr. Wall is leaving politics.
2: Oh, he's amazing. I wish he was our prime minister. So do I. Yeah.
0: Karen, thanks for the call.
2: Yeah, thank you, Roy. Have a
0: good one. Thank you. Karen in Calgary in Sutton, Ontario. Here's Tom. Hey, Tom, thanks for the call, sir.
3: Hi, Roy. Um, Love your show, obviously, and I love you, Roy. Thank you. You're a great man. Uh, I'll be short. I'll be short and sweet. Um, years ago, Quebec should have left this country. That's number one. Uh, number two, Alberta, under Brian Jean, if he's elected as the premier of Alberta, should seriously consider leaving El- Canada. And I'd be the first one, Roy, to move out to Alberta and become an Alberta citizen. And Alberta should be their own country because I'm sick and tired. Of these, as, you, as a previous caller said, these Laurentian elites and these liberal elites telling everybody else what to do, and we got to stick with it. Well, that's nonsense. I'm furious, Roy, and thanks for taking my call.
0: Well, Tom, thank you very much for the call. That's from Sutton, Ontario. Just, uh, just to let you know, Sutton, Ontario, so there's sentiment for the West in the province of Ontario. And Brian Jean was on the program uh, last weekend the candidate for the leadership of the United Conservative Party in Ontario. And Mr. Jean said that if he becomes the premier, he will do everything that he possibly can to end transfer payments going to Quebec. And that, if that includes going to the Supreme Court of Canada, then to the Supreme Court of Canada, the issue will go. i take a break, and um, when we come back, we will take some more of your calls. At uh, 800-263-2428. 800-263-2428. Is there enough frustration now, but the status quo is not good enough any longer? I mean, I, I have to tell you, I, as you know, I spent 10 years in Quebec, moved back to Ontario last year, and I wasn't surprised at the arrogance from Denis Kader. Quebec politicians are just generally quite arrogant. And let me tell you a quick story before we break. I wanted to uh, interview Jean Charest when he was the premier. because I moved from Ontario to Quebec and I was doing the show, this program out of Montreal, out of our chorus radio station then, which was AM 940. And I called uh, Jean Charest's office and I knew him quite well, personally and uh i called his office and i, I requested an interview but I, I got no response there was nothing nothing came back so i kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing and eventually I had a phone call from someone in his office and i won't identify the person because that wouldn't be fair because what the person said to me was significant and that is look roy I can't give you the prime minister. Because in Quebec, they're not called premiers. They're called prime ministers, as you know. I cannot give you the prime minister. I can't put him on with English media. The French media would have me by the throat. If there's a story, and we cover it strongly with the French-speaking media, first then maybe I can get you an interview with the Prime Minister of Quebec. And no, it wasn't the Press Secretary of Jean Charest who said that to me or somebody else who was very highly placed in the party. How do you like that? Here we were doing a show that aired from Montreal, so it was on in Quebec, through to Vancouver, and we asked for an interview with the Premier of Quebec, and we were told no, because the French media... Would be down the throats of the government if they gave an interview to an English radio program, English-speaking radio program, without having covered whatever topic it is. They didn't even know what I wanted to talk about at that point. If they didn't cover it with the French-speaking media first. How do you spell arrogant? I think I just did. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy
1: Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network.
0: We've spoken a great deal about uh, people who are struggling with chronic pain and have their medications denied them, their opioid meds denied them. Well, in the next hour, one of my guests is going to be Steve Cody. And um, Steve Cody's son, Nick, was 18 when he died from an overdose of street opioids. So when teens die because of illicit drugs sold on street corners, is there any help available for these desperate families? We're going to talk to um, Steve Cody about about his son. And Steve is very, very active nationally on this very important issue. Gloria Allred will be with us as well, civil rights and criminal lawyer from Los Angeles on the Harvey Weinstein sexual harassment and accusations of rape story. She uh, she has another client um, introduced a client who um, accuses Weinstein, and the list just grows and grows. Um, accuses Weinstein of sexual harassment. Susan is in Cochrane, Alberta. Hi, Susan.
4: Hi, Roy. I love your show. I like how you're just pretty real and blunt, uh, what's going on politically. Well, well, thanks. In this country, um,
0: love it. Thank you.
4: Um, I, being an Albertan uh, third generation here, one um, uh, well, of my first thing is that, uh, you know, since when does a mayor in a city in this country dictate how this economy should be? You just know, like, stopping this pipeline and fighting so hard against it and then having it come to pass, and you see Trudeau not doing much about it, um, it's infuriating, to say the least. And uh, it just goes to show you how, oh, I guess just just where Trudeau really does stand for this country, for the West. Um, I think he has some kind of a vendetta of sorts. I don't know. Well,
0: I don't well, know, because but
4: his brother died in BC. Yeah,
0: you know? I don't I, 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 I wouldn't think so. I, I wouldn't but yeah. Susan but Susan you know really Albertans and the contribution that Alberta has made continues to make and hopefully will continue to make in the years to come to this country constantly has been undervalued. Constantly has yeah. been undervalued. And it's been fashionable to make silly jokes and and, and silly statements about Albertans, while at the same time lunging for your money—that
4: is—that is—that is created
0: by your hard work.
4: Even in this province, our uh, Premier Rachel Notley—you know—in the beginning when she got elected, hired on Sapphira Berman, who is a major anti-oil activist, for her energy and yeah. oil advisor yeah. on her committee.
0: Susan, I'm sorry. Susan, I'm sorry. I didn't look at the clock. We we got to go. I'm sorry.
4: Okay, I'm just saying. What does that yeah. tell you?
0: Yeah. Oh uh, uh, no no! There's there's so much wrong, but I gotta go. I've gotta go, or, or the or the clock will thank cut you, us off. You. Okay, all right. We'll come okay. right back.